It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Also streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980. Leno Willingham with us in studio on How are you? Overreaction Tuesday. Spoiler, I'm good, dude. Spoiler, I don't have any overreactions. I am here to just discuss football with you, man. It, labeling it Overreaction Tuesday, I think it's gotten me in trouble. With some of the idiots on the web, people on the web watching right now, not talking about I you. Think, I think that's an overreaction, Leno. Oh, well, there it goes. Full circle season, baby. But no, let's get into it. I do want to address something you said, though, Okay. during your first intent. Okay. You said that you felt on Sunday mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel embarrassed Eric Bieniemy, And I, just, I, just, I disagree with it. Now, I listened to the entirety of the segment. Okay. And I think when you begin to get into your explanation— a lot comes off a lot differently than what said, the headline I said he exposed, he exposed the enemy more than he did Rivera. Yeah, well, we already knew what Ron was. That's so, part of the equation. That's part of the equation, which you, which you said. But yeah, I don't know. I just think it's very hard to compare what they're doing in Miami to what they're doing here in Washington. Now, there's some information that I do not have that would really highlight and underscore our conversation in terms of like, how often is Washington using motion pre-snap compared to other teams in the league? I don't have that information. You may. Um, I don't have it right now. I know that was a big part of uh, a part of yeah. what you were saying is you don't like the play design and how you know Washington's best players aren't getting the football. I love how Tyreek Hill is featured with yes. Miami, and everyone knows Tyreek Hill is going to be featured with Miami, yet they still Correct. are finding ways for him to have a record-breaking season. I agree with all of that, but I think the big thing that you're missing between Mike McDaniel and Eric Bieniemy is that Eric Bieniemy is working with a subpar group of skill position guys, the quarterback. Whoa, everything. whoa, whoa! Like you, you just came in here said what? that you're not you're not going to do overreactions, and you just called this group of skill position guys subpar. They might be not playing well, but let's think back to what we thought of them at the beginning of the year. We thought this might be one of the best receiver groups in the league. Correct. Robinson and Gibson are pretty good. They're not four, three backs that Miami has. Gibson's literally Every, a four, three. Everything guy. is Gibson is. Who else on the all? Jahan Dotson. You like I don't like Jahan Dotson. Not some speed demon. He ran a four, three at the combine. Ran four, four. Four. I think he ran four, three, no, no, eight. He ran four, four, three. You're around 443. I fact checked that before I came in here because right. I knew that was going to become a part of our conversation. Okay, but so he's five one hundredths off of being a 4 3. That's guy. a huge. Come on, you know how that impacts draft status. He's, if you're 4 4 and 4 3, you're, you're your, your bag he's is four, different. He's 4 4 3. Your bag is different. But I, I get what you were saying. Now, let me. I don't even want to walk back what I just said because I believe it. When I say they're subpar, I think we value them more here than maybe the way that they'd be viewed by outsiders. Like, what I'm about to say now is probably going to be a huge overreaction. I think through 13 games, Brian Robinson and Curtis Samuel have been your best two offensive weapons. Yeah, right? I, I don't think that's that's outrageous. I think Terry's having a down year. I think there's a bunch of reasons for that. I think that Curtis has thrived in this offense. That's the thing I was most right about on this May- offense in the offseason. I said EB's arrival would would benefit Curtis more than it would anybody else. Um, but I think the point that I was making that I st- 100% stand on mm-hmm. is like a, well, the thought forever was if you have talent, you you let them cook, right? Just like, let's line it up. Our guys are going to beat their guys. Scheme's going to work. 
The problem is the scheme that Biennemi is running it has it is based off of something that Bill Walsh started 40 years ago, right? West uh, uh, West Coast West Coast scheme, right? And Which a over lot of the teams course have West Coast principles for sure. And over the course of the last 40 years, obviously defenses have evolved right. to stop that. The guy who's had the most success stopping the current version of that scheme is Vic Fangio, the godfather of current modern NFL defense. What's Vic Fangio's job right now? Defense coordinator in Miami. Sure is. Yeah. Sure looked like it on Sunday. The way that good teams offensively get around these defenses, including Vic Fangio's, is by saying, okay, what is it that these Vic Fangio's defenses do? They put certain players in a bind. They don't create. They they eliminate space that used to exist. The new space is here, or we need to, you know, pull one guy through a window to pull because it's a lot of it's like the zone match stuff, right? So hey, we need. We're gonna make you match the first guy, and then we're gonna put a second guy in that window. And those kind of tweaks are stuff that McDaniel does very well. And that he uses specific guys to do, but where the, the second guy in the window is Tyree Kill and he's wide open, or hey, I'm Tua and I've got the choice of Devon A. Chain over here, one on one with Jamin Davis, or Tyree Kill in the slot over here on Quan Martin, and I got a single high safety who's got to pick between the two. Like that kind of stuff's not happening here. And that, to me, is what's so frustrating. Or you watch the way they make sure Tyreek gets touches. They make sure A-Chan gets touches. They make sure Waddle gets touches. That stuff doesn't happen here. And that, to me, seeing what it looks like, watching Miami play offense, and seeing how they elevate it. The quarterback is responsible for where the football goes. That's part of it. So, like, that's how is that an indictment on Eric and not on Sam? Because Eric of, can make it easier to have cleaner I mean, reads for I, Sam. I, I, Craig, you you watch you and you and Logan do a hell of a job busting down film. How much easier can he make life for Sam right now? I think you he, you think that he's making it hard for Sam. Yeah, because there's a lot of just straight drop back. Now, but they're running. Sam can a help himself. Fraction of what he wants to unveil offensively. Just think about it. We were both fortunate enough to be out at camp. The offense that they're running in camp, how much different does this look to what it is right it now? It does not look as good. But it looks also night and day different almost. But okay, so they didn't they never found something that worked. Like they installed all this stuff, it's they now hard. can't use it. Wait, it's, it. I'm trying to put myself in Eric's shoes and trying to play devil's advocate here. If you're a play caller that's not confident in your guy's ability to run stuff and he hasn't shown an understanding to be able to run the most basic stuff. The fact that he's not handling the protections at the line of scrimmage, Craig. You, let's, let's use that example. How many quarterbacks across the league are handling their protections It's up a front? pretty mixed bag. I, I think a lot of it, like centers are involved in certain stuff. Ultimately, it's the quarterbacks, I think, more than the centers. But a lot of centers they handle took that stuff. Eric, in this offensive staff, took as much off of Sam as possible. Yeah, when they put it back on his plate, it got better. Correct. But in terms of, I'm, I'm doing bringing that up to talk about what he's seeing pre-snap and how that is impacting things and why they took that off of his plate because he's struggling pre-snap. Correct? Would you agree with that? 
Um, not as far as where to go with the football. You think Sam's I think, going? I with- think I think there's some of that. Like I think it's super multifactorial. Mm-hmm. Like let me let me zoom. Like we can get into details and talk about like Logan and I broke down a play today. We did something we'd never done before. When we recorded Take Command today. We literally pulled up film and we watched it together. Unfortunately, I don't. So basically, think what we're, we're going to do is run out of the studio now and go look at it because well, that's we what I want to do. Well, we can't. I, I'll pull up this play Please in a do, second because y'all do um, a hell of a in, damn job. In, but like, the, unfortunately, the film is not going to be in the YouTube podcast because of the rights. But like right, right, we're right. describing it and I give everyone the timestamp and game pass and be like, if you want to follow along, go do it. So I'll do this for you in the break. Literally, there's a play. It's a, it's third and three um, and it's Sam takes pressure. Chris Paul loses immediately. So obviously the biggest thing that goes wrong is Chris exactly. Paul loses immediately. But Jahan and Terry screw up their releases. Terry screws up his alignment and Sam probably could still make it all work anyway. It's all there. And so who do you... Put at fault. It's multifactorial. Right. And that's my thing with my issue with your statement then. I guess my my question that I'm starting to get like really frustrated with, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying not to like blow my top on this, Mm -hmm. is why is everyone suddenly okay with losing? The task is to figure it out so you win football games. I don't think anyone's like I am I am so frustrated with this. Oh, it takes time. I understand it takes time. It's hard. I know it's hard. Welcome to the freaking NFL. Like, the, the season started in September. You had to figure out how to win games then. And if you couldn't figure it out by then, you had to figure out something that you could figure out by October so it was enough time to turn it around. It's December 5th. They're 4-9. and nine. Not very good. Yeah, not, not good. very good. Like, I, I just, I understand it's hard. I, I have empathy for that. It's a really hard league. There's probably other stuff, too. Like, I don't know that EB's staffed the way he wants. I don't know that the players there are what he wants. I'll cry but at the end of the job, that, I mean. The, at the end of the day, the job is to win games. Correct. And yes. like saying, oh, he's learning. Like, you signed up for the job, man. It involved winning this year. And I and I hope for Eric's sake that he takes the things he learned as a first-time play caller and goes somewhere else and thrives. I would still love to see the man get a head coaching job. Like, he's been through a lot in his career, and and I think he's obviously a very good coach. I think, I think KC misses him. Like, I don't think their offense is as good this year without whatever he was inputting. So the idea that he's some big dummy that, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe that we were sold this fraud Eric Bieniemy. Well, I don't think that's yeah. I don't think that's true. And there's right. a lot of people saying taking it to that extreme. I just don't get when you go so far the other way is to be like, hey, Look, well, it's hard. I hear you. I just think he's, what's he supposed to do? That's his job to figure out. I and just, he hasn't done it. I would love to know how the other parts of the offense are impacting their lack of success because something you brought up and we've been talking about this since like Buffalo the receivers aren't playing with detail the receivers aren't constantly doing their damn job I, I think it's pretty clear the receivers coach is not super dialed into it what they it ain't Drew Terrell Drew, I mean yeah there's 100%. a big change there and you notice the change in the secondary with Chris Harris leaving so in the future when we're talking about how this team is going to be built all of those things matter but I do agree with what you said partially. Like, the offense here in the last three weeks in particular has really, like, ground down to a standstill. And it's unacceptable based on what you have at the skill position groups. But that's why I asked the question of, are we overvaluing them? Are they not doing their job? And Maybe. why aren't they? Because I but do like, think there's a lot of that. Of I, the receivers I look at screwing up. The reason I talk about McDaniel and the way that I do with this Miami team is Miami's O-line is probably worse than Washington's. Oh, They're not playing it. Yeah. That way, because McDaniel uses a ton of misdirection, a ton of different motions. They run the football, like pass blocking wise, like straight drop back. And the teams that have beaten right. Miami this year are able to shut down to his first read 
and they win pretty quickly. But the ball is out of Tua's hands in 2.3 seconds. Right. Like, they, you don't know how bad Miami's O-line is pass blocking because they don't have to pass block in the way that this O-line is asked to. And so that's the kind of stuff where, like, philosophically, I disagree with the de-emphasis on getting the ball to your best players. And we can talk about how good those players are. They're the best ones here. Are you, are you going to all that's, of a sudden say yeah. that Terry's not the best guy here, even if he's having a down year? Of course not. Right. Of course not. So how do you get him the ball? That, to me, is like, as an OC, the way I think about football, that's the number one question I want to know, is of my offensive coordinator, how are you going to get my best player the ball? And but I don't the, think but, there's but a clean Craig, answer for I that. I think the way that is being— And then how do you insulate your quarterback in O-line? I don't think they do a good job of that I either. think the way it's being presented is like, Eric isn't doing things to scheme these guys open. He is. It's just— you you brought up a really good point. It's so multifactorial. That'll be my new buzzword for the rest of the night. There's so many things that have to go right for an offensive play to work, and this team just isn't getting all 11 on the same page nearly consistently enough. Like, it's not happening at for the rate sure. that it should. So, like, to put it all on, and I'm, that's not what you did, and I'm not trying to say that's what you Thank did. Thank you. Because that's not, and I think the people are taking that, which is why we're talking about it. Putting it all, anyone who's putting it all on one particular person or entity is like crazy, and I don't think you'll ever understand football. And I'm not trying to say that I'm smarter than you. That's just how I feel. But I do think we can nitpick it down to where, like, who's at fault the most. And I don't think it's Eric. I think it's Sam. And I, and that can be true. It's supposed to be like that. He is a rookie quarterback. Everyone got their panties in a wad earlier this year when I said he was holding the offense back. It was true at that time. During this three-game stretch where the offense isn't playing well, Ha. Coincidentally, he's not playing very well. Well, Sunday, I, see, I thought I don't was, think over I the think last he was three, very good Sunday. I don't think over the last three games he's holding this offense back. I think if anything, he's elevating the offense. You think he elevated us on Sunday, where he's holding the football, not getting it to people that like, are open? I don't know how much he was holding the football. The, the on Sunday specifically, the offensive line was terrible. I think Logan chart when he charted it, there were two drop back passes that didn't have pressure but I don't I really that falls on not falls on deaf ears but like I don't look at it all as oh they're giving up pressure dude the, the best quarterbacks in the league are able to function under pressure not and evade pressure. pressure not that look at Joe Burrow during his rookie season or his second year he was the most sacked Same quarterback Joe in football Burrow. exactly and I think that kind of gets to win without not having Joe Burrow that, so I want to show you this play in the break, and then we we uh, we leave uh, Let's see what we got. Yeah, we'll have enough time to have a little bit more discussion beyond that. So we'll get into the the quarterback stuff next. It's often show on the team nine eighty and always live on the free Odyssey app.